The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. All right, well, the culture war is on. It's 909, Oakley Show, Tuesday mornings, and we get into the culture war. The Warriors in studio this morning. Scott Masson, Associate Professor at Tyndale University here in Toronto. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, John. And with us again on the line, Greta Vosper is the minister at the West Hill United Church and founder of the Center for Progressive Christianity. Good morning to you, Greta. Good morning, John. Good morning, Scott. Morning, Greta. Morning, both. You know, uh, I talked about something earlier this morning, and it's actually a story that's made international headlines over the last number of days. There's, uh, you know, different components and dimensions to the story of the father who was picked up by the police in Waterloo because his daughter had doodled a drawing of a gun. And we know the story, but what's interesting now, uh, in the chain of command, when it went from teacher to principal to uh, family services right on up to the police and resulted in cuffing dad and taking him to the station for a strip search, uh, it seems like everybody now is covering their you-know-what, and the teacher in our teachers, school staff in particular, are interesting in the equation because they say they see themselves as co-parents, I'm reading this morning, co-parents of students in their institutions. And what that implies is if they've got that same authority as parents over the children or they've been entrusted as co-parents, it kind of comes back uh, or brings to mind the old adage Hillary Clinton was fond of saying, it takes a village to raise a child. And uh, do we subscribe to that so-called wisdom or is that a dangerous development? Scott Masson, I'll start with you. Well, I think it's a dangerous development. Clearly, it's a what uh, some call slippage of authority here uh, insofar as the traditional understanding and formulation of the uh, delegated authority of the schools is that they, they function in loco parentis, in the place of parents, uh, but under the uh, understanding that the parents have a prior right to choose uh, how best their children should be educated or treated in general. So it is the parents' authority, and that is acknowledged in the UN Declaration of Human Rights, it's acknowledged in the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, that there's a prior right to choose uh, how best their children should be educated, the kind of education, uh, etc. So that is the issue here. And uh, where is where does the family's uh, authority reside? And where does the state's and where is the line there? And here, it sounds like there is no line anymore. All right. So uh, because, I mean, what happened here, what transpired, obviously, was it seems an overreaction, uh, obviously. But the yeah. teachers believing they were doing the what a parent might do in right. this case or, uh, you know, parents who were mindful that their kids might be in a classroom where a kid has a, a parent who has a gun. Greta, to you, I mean, the idea that teachers are now co-parents, especially for these young ages like kindergarten in this case. Do you see that as a valid point? Are the teachers de facto co-parents? Um, I don't think that teachers are de facto co-parents. I think that Scott's right that they act in the place of the parents, but that the parents, you know, in most situations have the, the authority to make the choices on behalf of their parents. The concern that I have uh, regarding the, parent, the position of the teachers in this situation is that it is a, it is a responsibility of the teachers to bring issues of concern forward. Um, and, and this 
picture could have been identified as an, as an issue of concern um, to present that in the thing that the child said about it. You know, a teacher might go, hmm, I wonder if this is something that needs to be looked into. And so a teacher takes that to a vice principal or a principal and reports it, assuming that it will be looked into uh, with care and with concern. Uh, and what happened was this, like, you know, radical fast-forward of a, a whole lot of things, uh, right up to the, to the search of, of someone's home uh, without a judge actually looking at it and asking for the information mm. or asking for something to be signed after someone has been humiliated through a strip search and a variety of things. I mean, so, so my concern is that the next time a, a picture or a statement is made by a child or a child shows up with peculiar bruising that isn't, you know, the normal sites that are, that are found from the result of a fall, that a teacher will be hesitant to say something and that, and that something, you know, very bad might happen as a result of that. So I think that this whole, this whole fast forward of this uh, is, is problematic, very, very problematic. Well, is it problematic, too, because there's a chain of command or under zero tolerance, we now mandate people to uh, defer to someone else. Right. They don't, no longer use discretion or their own judgment as adults. I mean, Scott, you're nodding. Yeah, I'm nodding because prudential judgment has clearly gone out of the window. That's part and parcel of the new policy of zero tolerance is that is that they're required to go up the chain of command, as uh, I think uh, Greta put it. And uh, the obvious thing to do here, if they were uh, concerned, is to consult with those who have positions of authority, which namely here the, the parents. Now, yeah, I mean, I, it's I such an innocuous drawing. I mean... This is the sort of thing that I would have thought uh, would happen on a regular basis throughout most children's lives. There'd be some sort of picture of daddy taking care of the bad guys. Uh, so what you're saying is then the teacher or the principal calls the parents in and says, what's this about? And leave it at that. Don't I call would have child thought welfare. That that's the obvious thing to do myself. But uh, clearly, uh, if there's a suspicion here, they even the suspicion uh, was grounds for them to circumvent uh, the parents' lawful uh, responsibility uh, and authority over the child's uh, and the child's well-being. Uh, they, they, it wasn't just co-parenting. It was saying that on the basis of the suspicion that we have, we can circumvent your authority and uh, take control over your children's lives. And, and your, your, your body will be put into uh, prison, strip search, and, and treated with, I would have thought, contempt. Um, well, all right. But you see, that's where we've gone now. Uh, obviously, this is a, an interesting development as to our culture, our society, and that's why in the culture war we debate these things, the rights of the family in relation to the state mm. and the rights, obligations, responsibilities of the family in relation to the state right. and people entrusted by the state to uh, perhaps supervise your kids as a school setting would have it. I've got to change gears here somewhat, too, to uh, a story out of Alberta. We're under Alberta's new Education Act. Homeschoolers and faith-based schools will not be permitted to teach uh, that homosexual acts are sinful as part of their academic program. This according to the spokesperson for the education minister out in Alberta. Whatever the nature of the schooling, he says, homeschool, private school, Catholic school, we do not tolerate disrespect for differences. And this is a big story uh, because apparently the Homeschool Legal Defense Association weighing in saying that the Ministry of Education is clearly signaling that they are, in fact, planning to violate the private conversations families have in their own homes. You can affirm the family, family's ideology in your family life. You can't, uh, just can't do it as part of your educational study and instruction, according to the government. I don't know how we draw the line, but Greta, help me out here. I mean, yeah, if, I don't know how you draw the line there either. I think, I, I think that, that an attempt to do that, I, I see where they're going, and I understand uh, the ideas that they're trying to put forward, but how they would ever 
monitor something like that. Um, the only way that I think you could monitor something like that is if you actually got test papers and it had a question about that on the test paper. So, so I, I, I understand the intent, and I actually value the intent because I think that we do need to raise our children uh, in ways that are uh, responsive to the, the laws that are, that are in the communities that they live in. And Alberta has a, an Equal Marriage Act, and, okay. and so, so kids need to be, understand that and not be taught that that's uh, particularly using words like sinful. Um, okay. But, well, but Greta, but I, don't I mean, know the, how we how we draw that line and how we figure that out. I right. Mean, I, right. Well, I applaud them for thinking that they. All right, Scott. Yeah, I mean, the, when you say how we draw that line, I think uh, this raises the issue that was in uh, in the other issue as well. The we does not determine where the line is drawn with respect to children. It is the parents that will draw the line. Um, the. English writer G.K. Chesterton stated, and I think this is uh, germane to the topic here, that the family is the test of freedom because the family is the one thing that the free man makes for himself and by himself. That's the one thing that he makes for himself and by himself. It's not given to him. That is the one thing that he makes. So it's the test of freedom. And there's huge irony in this country at the moment. While while, uh, Section 13 of the uh, Hate Crimes Bill is being repealed, uh, which has been sort of uh, an edict of toleration that uh, has beat uh, opponents into a sort of silent submission with threats of uh, taking you to court and uh, then having to fight those uh, charges at enormous cost that silenced and chilled all free speech. Well, now it appears that uh, that Canadian provinces are going to ensure that uh, not only are uh, opponents to their notion of uh, of, of speech and uh, politically correct speech going to be silent. We're going to get rid of them altogether by putting the state in the teaching, even of homeschoolers. And then you, you, you question how they're going to enforce this. Well, they'll just use electronic means to do so. We'll put a surveillance camera in the home. You think that's coming? Well, I don't see why, what the objection to that would be, quite frankly. If so you, this it, is the uh, insinuation of Big Brother or the nanny state, uh, even to the extent it would be in your home and monitoring what you're teaching your kids in homeschooling. We've seen the libertarian police state cuddling in Christians and uh, uh, opponents to their notion of what uh, the social good is for the past 50 15 years. And now it is coming to its fruition. We've seen attacks on, to use American slang, uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. We've seen attacks on life for the last 20 odd years and, you know, the right to life and the abortion debate. Now we see attacks on liberty and all in the name of 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 a sort of a happiness, which is defined by the gay lobby. And we're in the name of multiculturalism. And this is what this drills down to because it's, it's leading back to this uh, decision by the Supreme Court. In the name of multiculturalism, it is said that we cannot tolerate any dissent on the matter of whether gay uh, sex is sinful. And at that point, religious liberties, which is a charter right, are completely obliterated. All right. So the point that even in homeschooling, if you wanted to impart these values or principles to your child, maybe, uh, and you know, this is where it gets into tricky territory, irrespective of the provincial curriculum, uh, but if you're doing the same thing, uh, teaching the provincial curriculum at that time, you could be cited for uh, breaching the state's rules or laws, Greta Vosper. You see this as a slippery slope, as uh, Scott says. He's even intimating the state could start monitoring or surveilling you in your own home. Well, I mean, Canada's, an, Canada's a signatory to ACTA, which is already allowing the allowing um, surveillance in our homes of our Internet activity, and, and that will continue to go on. I, I don't so you know agree that, then, Greta, that, yeah. 
education um, boards are going to start putting videotaping uh, in homes. I'm not sure that that will happen. But Well, they're uh, co-parents. Why shouldn't they? Well, and there's the definition question. But, but the thing is that there are, many, there are many places in our, many laws in our society that I'm pretty sure Scott would be happy to ensure that our communities may, uh, uh, mandated parents not to teach that or not to allow that in their homes. And, that's a, that's and not that, their call to make, though. It's the parents' prior right. Now, Greta, on so it's this the front... parents' right to... to um, teach their child uh, in the way that they think is to, best. ...to promote the use of, of chemical substances in the home or to, uh, or to teach that... Off topic. ...you know, taking the property from someone... No, it's a Completely irrelevant. Thing. Look, I mean, Greta, in the UN... The, right the UN... Sorry, go Mexican ahead. is right that the ultimate test of freedom, uh, you know, let's test it ultimately. What do you allow a family to do in their in Who's their the you? Okay, so Greta, here, look. Or when look, you say, what do you allow? Them, right, Greta, hang on, hang on. It just doesn't affect just the family. It affects the community around them. And that's where we have to, we have to, we have always been all right, so who's, finally who, defining all right, that boundary. Uh, hang on, I'm going to take a breath. Uh, you're saying then the uh, society is... Uh, paramount to the family in terms of uh, because there's obviously a clash here and uh, the fact that the state uh, does have a curriculum even in the homeschooling environment the parents have to cede to what the state mandates or draws the line on well and that's and that's that's what the decision in quebec was that that the family has to recognize and honor the laws of the land and and i'm i'm somebody who will stand up and and say that the laws of the land are inappropriate when I believe that they are. Um, and so I, you know... Okay, well, the laws of the land, here's the well, question. But, here's the but, question. It is a human rights issue, and I completely agree with that. Article 5 of the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child says that the convention does not take responsibility for children away from their parents or give more authority to governments. The UN uh, Declaration of Human Rights says that parents have a prior right to choose the kind of education that shall be given to their children. Now, Canada is a signatory of that act. I wonder at the lawfulness of the Supreme Court's decision and its understanding of multiculturalism, whereby it would take away all rights from parents in defiance of the UN Declaration. I find it extraordinary. All right, let me just uh, take a time out here and come back. We'll take some calls. I wanted to invite people to uh, weigh in on whether or not there's a couple of stories we're sort of concurrently dealing with here, sort of weaving in and out. It's uh, even the father in Waterloo and uh, the educators there see themselves as co-parents. Now, Scott Masson making the point that this is an incremental creep on the part of the state to get themselves into the education system to kind of subvert your full-on role as a parent. They're now co-opting you. They're co-parenting with you, and it's the rights of the family to uh, retain their distance or independence from that uh, in relation to the state, that's become the interesting development here. Even out in Alberta now, homeschooling, they're going to start putting, uh, I guess, I won't say surveillance just yet, although Scott will, they want to know that you're adhering to the curriculum and don't teach your own biblical values, Quranic values, it might be Talmudic values, all of the above. You're not allowed to go there as a parent, homeschooling. Is that a positive, or is that something that you would uh, sound the alarm bells on as well? All right, let's get back into it. The Culture Warriors, Greta Vosper, minister at the West Hill United Church and founder of the Center for Progressive Christianity, and Scott Mass, an associate prof at Tyndale University in Toronto. We're talking about early childhood education, and, uh, you know, there's a couple of examples where 
the teaching system uh, sees itself as co-parenting in the Waterloo story. Out in Alberta, uh, if you want to homeschool your kid, you've got to abide by the strict curriculum. You can't deviate from that and impart your own values, uh, especially if they concern teachings from the Bible, the Quran. Uh, could be for uh, Jewish folk, you know, Talmudic uh, laws and things of that nature. Now, uh, we also have a story with all-day kindergarten here in the province of Ontario. And, you know, Scott, if I'm to follow your logic in this, where you believe that uh, the hand that rocks the cradles, the hand that rules the world, they want to indoctrinate or get the kids as early as possible, do you think all-day kindergarten is an attempt by progressives to co-opt parents? I think it is, actually. Um, uh, I'm not sure that all would be aware of that, but I do think that there are some that are aware of that. It's explicit in the educational literature of uh, of the cultural Marxist movement, which has been the, the long, slow march of the left. Rather than coming through a revolution, it will come through incremental changes, uh, attacks on the family. And, and when I say attacks on the family, it sounds polemic. We'll just slowly take away rights from the family and, and, and pull them over to the state. So we lead, it leaves us with an, a totalitarian state very quickly. Wow. Now, parents are not... Parents are not aware of this, they think that, you know, there's a financial benefit to them. And so they're willing to do this. They think it's good. And you know, all we're doing is, is letting people look after our children for us. It's free daycare. But what, what is really happening is that they are being given a curriculum. What is in the curriculum? Well, now we see what's in the curriculum. It is the promotion of the goodness of same-sex lifestyles. All right, well, uh, that then, what you're making it sound that's all-day uh, kindergarten or daycare is really subversive in its nature. Greta, any comment on that? Well, it's, it's interesting because, because Scott refers to the left, um, and um, I'm assuming that that intimates that there is a right, and the right, when we're talking about government, is usually about smaller government, um, and that would take away from our ability to uh, do this slow march toward the left that Scott is so frightened of. Um, but a smaller government is actually the means that we have less control over it. So who's so the we larger government? Well, <laughs> who create who who appoints the government? Who elects the government? Who is responsible? I mean, well, if I'm talking about the board of education, those are people that are accountable to me as a member of the public. Well, and, we've seen time and, and again that's not so. But... Be accountable to us as members of the public. So. So if we're talking about the Board of Education, I mean, I don't know who the big brother is that Scott says is controlling all of this. I mean, he's the one that's got the worldview that includes a, a, a single figure, theistic figure, who has control over all of this. I don't have that worldview. My worldview includes uh, a public that is responsible uh, for electing officials that then are responsible to that public. And so that government, that long arm and that long slow march to the left is actually a choice that's being made by society. To okay, well, the, 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 the person that you're work. speaking to, you're right, Greta, there is no such person. The person is the faceless bureaucracy of the state, which is growing by, by the day and which people are seceding their freedoms to in the name of economic and short-term benefits. And, and I, I agree with you that people are, are ignorant of what is happening. I am just simply saying that it is happening. There, there has to be an authority in people's lives. Either it will be God or it will be someone else. In this case, it will be the state. All right, so it's a secular the, God is what you're it, saying. It, I'm saying exactly that. And we're going back to the Roman Empire with an edict of toleration, which says that you have to obey above all the emperor and only the emperor. But you can 
think whatever you want but after that. Much more reflective of our current political situation, and that's the that's the right. As if you want to divide it into right left, I mean, our current political situation. Uh, we have a government that is more highly secretive than any government we have ever had before. Um, that would take the rights away from. The I don't know on what you, what you can base um, that. I mean, much, much all right, guys, I'm going to have to wrap it on that the note. Governments have done, and they and okay. All right, so Greta, I, I got your point that uh, you're believing we're not. Re- going along this incremental path to uh, totalitarianism at its extremist. Scott professes here, and uh, he is a professor and associate prof at <laughs> Tyndale University in Toronto. Uh, I appreciate the heady discussion on these uh, whole thing, a confluence of stories dealing with teaching the young and uh, whether or not the state is co-parenting and if that's a good or a bad thing. Greta Vosper is the minister at the West Hill United Church and founder of the Center for Progressive Christianity. I appreciate it both. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.